0: So we have Mel Gajewski. Mel's from Southern Illinois. He's a deer and turkey hunter. He's a small game and quail hunter. Mel was the habitat specialist for a while for Quail Unlimited until their fold. And he still uses his knowledge for the local habitat specialists in their area and also on his family farm that he manages for deer, turkey, quail, uh, any small game. Uh, his numbers are there for all of them. I believe his quail numbers are above average for Southern Illinois. I mean, he is a very passionate bow hunter. And he's a very, very knowledgeable conservationist and still puts it to to use today. So let's welcome Mel. All right, Mel, welcome to the Covey and thanks for joining me this evening.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. Um, So getting started off here, let's just get a little bit of background about yourself for a little intro, um, where you call home and just a little story about yourself, I guess.
1: Okay. Uh, My wife and I live in uh, South Central Illinois, Jefferson County. Um, We have uh, 120 acres on our farm. Uh, It's either in CRP or uh, very, very little of it is in row crops. And uh, most of it's in CRP or some old pasture ground. Uh, We are both retired uh, at this stage in life and living the dream of retirement and uh, we um, we live on my grandparents original family farm and uh oh, it's my uh, uh piece of heaven on earth i guess
0: yeah yeah how cool yeah. um so let's uh let's talk a little bit about hunting um you got this property on how, how did your hunting season go this last year?
1: Well, um, we had a good, I had a good, uh, deer season and turkey season. Uh, Um, past spring, uh, took a nice gobbler. Uh, we have a, uh, a major Creek that runs the West side of our property. And, um, there's 40 acres back there. I call that my back 40, And, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of my, uh, place to be, so to speak. Uh, so anyway, had an excellent deer season, um, took, um, took four deer this year with my bow and, um, was able to, um, you know, find one of them filled our freezer, another one, a friend of mine, and another one went to an acquaintance we have at our church and the fourth one went to the Illinois Sportsman's for Hunger Program, so uh, awesome. it all went to good use. So uh, yes. and and uh, our our turkey, I mean our uh, quail season, we kind of just let the farm set this year. Um, last year uh, we had we found some birds. We had an excellent season: quail, uh, rabbits. Um, But this year, I was kind of uh, discouraged by not, I heard some birds during deer season from the, uh, you know, deer stand, but I wasn't really uh, thinking that my numbers were there for some reason, and I don't know why yet. But so we kind of let the farm set and, uh, you know, we'll try again next year and see where we're at.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the year before, though, you had a had a pretty good season. Yes,
1: the year before for, for birds. Um, we hunted. We only quail hunted the farm once, and uh, in 120 acres, we got into five coveys of quail. And uh, let wow. me tell you, I was a proud papa.
0: Um, yeah, that yeah for sure excited
1: me more than anything. Um, and I don't know. Why my numbers could have been down this year? I don't understand why. Um, we
0: have yeah. uh, I, some
1: of the neighbors are seeing more bobcats, and uh, yeah, that could possibly be the reason why. But uh, I'm uh, I'm a little concerned. But like I say, um, we've got good habitat. Uh, my birds are here somewhere, so um, I think I think yeah. we're going to
0: be. Yeah. Good. I think we we actually had a better year this year um, than than the previous year, um, and I was talking to to Dave Howe, and and he kind of backed up what I said. Um, he asked me how my season went, and I said that this year was pretty good. Our our coveys seemed to be bigger. Um, as far as the previous year, a lot of coveys that I got into only would have. I mean, I got into multiple coveys that only had four or five birds in them, and oh, so wow. I you know didn't mm-hmm. even shoot into them. Yeah. Um, so, and that, that's on public ground and and some of it was on private ground. So, but then this past year, uh, a lot of coveys that I got into had eight, 10 birds in them. Some of them even up to 12. So, um, Dave actually said, Dave said the, the same thing. And so he asked me if I was checking my wings for age and, and I actually, I don't. And, He said that, you know, I should start doing that and that they found that this year um, that 80, I think he said 80 percent. I could be wrong, but he said around 80, 85, something like that of the percent of birds that they shot this year were from the 2020 hatchling. So, you know, he said that obviously broods down there were were bigger. So broods here must have been bigger also.
1: Right. So. um,
0: So, yeah, we yeah, we had a we had a better year this year um, than we have the last couple of years. So. Great. Uh, so talking, talking hunting. Um, yes, it is a good deal. We, we need it. Talk, talking yes. hunting. Um, how, how did you get introduced into hunting? I mean, was it something well, that you did as a, as a kid?
1: Yeah, we, um, <laughs> I grew up on a farm and, uh, you know, it was the typical, uh, we were poor and didn't know it. <laughs> type farm you know and uh, we done a lot uh, my grandfather's uh, hunted a lot um, my dad never hunted much of it all but my grandfather hunted he back then uh, they fox hunted a lot and uh, yeah, so did my, my grandfather, grandfather. Died, pardon me
0: so did my grandfather my grandfather oh, was a fox right? hunter
1: okay. well yep. uh, my grandfather died in 1968 and um, he gave me his before he died he gave me his winchester 97 shotgun well it was a 32 inch full choke 12 gauge so that was my youth gun that was the gun that i rabbit hunted with <laughs> and and uh you know learn to hunt with uh so uh so I kind of started at the other spectrum as far as shotguns are concerned, but I still, obviously, still have that gun, and uh, it resides over our fireplace now, and it'll go to my grandson cool. at some point in time, and it'll be our family, uh, uh, family heirloom, so to speak.
0: Yeah. How cool. So, really um, started, so you uh, kind of got into.
1: I didn't start, uh, deer hunting till I was, uh, in my mid thirties. Um, uh, when I was a kid, the deer populations were pretty weak. And, uh, I got involved with some, some guys in my mid thirties. And ever since then, I've, uh, just took off on the deer hunting and really, really enjoy deer hunting, uh, bow yeah. hunting and shotgun hunting. I've, uh, Ever since my first deer, I have documented every single deer that I've taken in my life and, uh, what story there was behind it, who I hunted with, where I hunted. And, um, That's I'm, awesome. up to, I'm up to 96 right now. So I, th- I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to make a hundred. I think I will. So, uh, (laughs) at some point in time, time, I think the grandkids or my grandkids, grandkids might look back at that and think, you know, uh, get some enjoyment out of reading something like that. So,
0: yeah, yeah. A guy, a guy I hunt with, he used to have a little journal that when he bird hunted and it showed, you know, a lot of the places that he found his birds and he would even draw little maps for himself, but he thought that it would be neat, you know. years down the road and he actually stopped doing it and i've tried to talk him into doing it some more and uh but i i thought that was kind of neat so yeah that's awesome that you've kept it going are of have all those deer been killed in illinois uh
1: yes yes they have um and yeah most of them here on our farm um and then i would you know i would throw in anytime we had an 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 excellent quail hunt or a, a goose hunt or a pheasant hunt. Um, you know, the, the guy's name, you know, there's several people in that journal that have now passed on and, and uh, the, you know, when you read back through, you remember the good times you had, you know, with those guys. And, yeah. and uh, it's, it's kind of fun to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's really neat. Um, I actually started, I've got some, some hunts coming up next year and, um, I've did some hunts obviously in years past and, and, uh, one's out of state and then going over and hunting with Jerry. And, and so this year I've got some new ones and I'm going to do a memorial hunt actually over in Logan County with, uh, with a couple QGA guys. And, uh, so I was like, you know, I need a journal, like something that uh-huh. I can keep track of this stuff. And, and so, um, yeah, so that's kind of funny that you, ha- you already have one and are way ahead of me. So, yeah, yeah. um, so yeah. talking, getting, you know, getting into hunting and everything. And then, um, at how did you get involved with Quell Unlimited?
1: Well, I think it was, um. Uh... I think it was around maybe 2007, 2008, something like that. Um, I kind of had a career change in life and uh, there was an opportunity came up and actually from, and Dave Howell was very instrumental in uh, acquiring this position for me. Uh, we decided to start a, a wildlife habitat coordinator in Illinois for Quail Unlimited. And, uh, our, our wonderful state of Illinois has a lot of negative things uh, about it. However, one of the good things about it is our Habitat Fund. And consequently, we maximized uh, our grant opportunities through the Habitat Stamp Fund. And through the guidance of people like Dave Howe and Jerry Johnson, um, we started this uh, position as habitat coordinator. And it really went over well. Uh, I was having a blast. It was a lot of fun. I mean, every day you were doing something outside, out in the wild, out, you were either planting prairie grass or doing control burns or, uh, you know, doing edge feathering, uh, things like that. And and it, it was really great. And I think that lasted for a couple of years. And then, unfortunately, through the demise of Quail Unlimited, uh, you know, all good things come to an end. So, but uh, got to right, meet a right. lot of great people, people like Dave Howe, uh, you know, in the organization and all over the country for that matter. And
0: a ton, ton of uh, knowledge.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, you just wished, I just, now I wished back, I would have, you know, <laughs> taken better notes, so to speak. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, so then with QU unfolding, um, obviously the Quell and Upland Game Alliance came about. Did you make that transition with Jerry and those guys, or did you come about later?
1: I sort of came about later. Uh, had some other things going on in, in my life, and uh, I I uh, I sort of came came in after the horse was out of the barn, so to speak, already. And uh, you know, right through uh, guys like Dave and Jerry. I mean, they had established the organization and had uh, you know really done an excellent job of getting the groundwork in um you know the whole paradigm of the organization is that uh, you know there's there's what i really like about qga is there's no uh high paying uh salaries so to speak you know uh, right right your, our, your membership money's not going to pay for someone's uh big game hunt in South. Alaska or something like that. You know what I'm saying? So yep, I do. that whole aspect of that was very, very uh, appealing to me.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, so was there already a chapter in your area or did you kind of start one up well, yourself? Or? We had
1: a, yeah, we had an old uh, Quail Unlimited chapter that sort of went dormant uh, over the years and, uh, we've revised it. Uh, but it's, it's still some of the same old guys and, and you know how that goes. People get burned out. yeah. And so we are, we are, uh, actively looking to try to get some new blood in. There's some, there's some kind of, uh, potholes in South central Illinois that, uh, that aren't being covered by chapters. And so thus there is still a demand here, uh, or there's still an opportunity for some chapters to go in. So that's kind of one of the things that I keep in the back of my mind is that I've always kind of looking for contacts and, uh, you know, seeing if something fits because, you know, the Quail and Upland Game Alliance, uh, obviously that the quail name is there, but the Upland Game Alliance, that's what really appeals to me. Because when you have habitat for quail, you'll have habitat for turkeys and deer and rabbits and songbirds and ground nesting birds. And it's just the overall picture that—that uh, that is so appealing to this organization.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not just the quell aspect,
1: right, um, right?
0: So what 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 is the name of your chapter?
1: We our chapter is the uh, Southwest Illinois chapter, and it basically covers Perry County, Randolph County, and uh, consequently, we've uh, and I actually live in Jefferson County, where there is no chapter. So th- this is obviously one spot that we're looking to, to develop. Um, but we have a lot of, uh, in, in those two counties, Perry County and Randolph County, there's a lot of, uh, strip mine ground. And so thus yeah. there are a lot of people that need habitat work done. Uh, the, uh, eradication of the autumn olives is, you can do that. <laughs> you can do that 24 hours a day, 365 <laughs> days a year and never get caught up with them. So, uh, there's always something to do.
0: Right. Right. So, um, before we get to talking about, uh, your, your property, I'd like to talk about the property that you have your farm and how you maintain it. Um, I know previous, when I had talked to you, Um, you had a puppy that was brewing because you right now actually don't own a dog (laughs) or, well, I don't think it, maybe it's been born and you have it, but I don't think you do. So um, let's, let's talk about that. You've got a little, little dog brewing, right?
1: Yes. uh, Actually, she was born March 1st and uh, which was last Monday. And I've got some pictures of her or potentially her, Um, A couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to hunt, to pheasant hunt, wild pheasant hunt, up around Payne, Illinois, through an old uh, work acquaintance of mine. And he had a pointing Labrador. And I had never hunted with a pointing Lab. And this dog was nine months old, and she worked like a champ. I was so impressed with her. So I got a hold of the name of the breeder and uh, through our contacts over the last couple of months, Uh, back a couple of months ago, I put some money down on uh, one of the pups. And um, the litter was born March 1st. Uh, She has uh, three uh, fox red Labradors and two... um, two chocolates and one of the female Fox reds is what I will be bringing home on April 19th
0: Awesome. and
1: her name's, her name's Riley. So I we're think. going to have, you know, be, be posting the the life of Riley on Facebook from now and then. So uh, <laughs> I am so fired up about this dog. I tell you, I've never, uh, it might be, it might be due to the fact that, uh, uh, the COVID syndrome has taken its toll on a lot of people, and uh, but yeah, I am just fired up about this little dog because um, yeah. uh, yeah, I think she will be the perfect match for me,
0: yeah. And how exciting! You, you you know, you're retired, you and your wife both, and um, you'll have all the time that you can, you know, um, to help with training and, and whatever you need, but yeah, I that'll be so much yeah, fun. Yeah. Um, I've only yeah. hunted with them one time. Um, and I was actually over in Illinois and I hunted with Jason and, um, Jason French, French, uh, I'll Fairix, mess up his Jason last Ferris. name. There you yeah, go. Jason and Ferris. he has, he has two, uh, or I hunted with two of his black pointing labs and, and it was a lot of fun. And that was the first time I had ever hunted yes. with them. Yeah. So, well, that'll be really exciting.
1: Like, yes. I really love to dove hunt uh that's i don't that may be my pack my most uh appealing hunting aspect is dove hunting and uh, okay. obviously you know having a labrador retriever for dove hunting is is another
0: right another plus that'll be yeah that'll be perfect that's what i've always wished that i had a, a short hair that i could get to just sit with me you know and, and a lot of guys have them but mine just probably would not set through a whole dove hunt right now. So I think <laughs> right. that, uh, I w- I mean, I wish she would, but I'm sure she won't. So,
1: right.
0: um, so let's talk about, uh, let's talk about your farm. Um, you said it's, um, you know, you've got deer and Turkey and you've got some quail and rabbit and, um, what, uh, what do what are you doing on there? I mean, what kind of conservation well, are you doing? You know,
1: yeah, we've got, like I said, we've got one hundred and twenty acres, and um, I think forty forty six of it is in native prairie grass. Uh, some of it is old, uh, some of the old original farm buildings, uh, and uh, uh, some of it is just old pasture ground. That has turned into food plot areas. I do probably uh, six or eight Let's food plots. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask plots. you if you had.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you if you had yeah. any food plots.
1: Right. Um, I like to do uh, soybeans uh, and corn. Uh, my, however, my um, my deer herd will not let my soybeans grow. So uh, they they seem to clean me out before uh, before it you know gets mature. So I've really gone I've really switched over now to doing a lot of ladino clover uh, on my prairie grass fields. I have a perimeter of ladino clover around each one of them, and you know it offers two great resources. Number one, it's a burn barrier when you burn your prairie grass. And number two, obviously, it's an annual food source for deer and turkey. Uh, Back whenever we had the the ice and snow on the ground, uh, my gosh, uh, it looked like uh, you had turned a bunch of hogs loose out there. Um, They were digging in for that ladino clover, uh, the turkeys and deer both. So uh, it really works good. Annual food plots, I try to do a little bit of uh, milo. Um, obviously when we had that snow and ice on the ground, you know, gosh, the birds were hurting. Um, I don't, well, I shouldn't say they were hurting. I, I I, should say that maybe I was more concerned about them than, than maybe they needed help, but I don't know. Uh, I, I just like f- for something to be there that falls on top of the ice, you know, with a head, like a Milo head, something, that's there for them, you know, as far as a food source. Another crop that I try to plant annually is uh, a crop called Egyptian wheat. And uh, Egyptian wheat is very good because it grows about 10, 10 to 12 foot tall. And it puts a head on the top of it like Milo does. And the good thing about it is the deer, it gets so tall, the deer can't eat it. So, yeah. uh, you have to tell <laughs> some of my neighbors I'm... when they first saw it, they thought it was Johnson grass, you know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so you have to tell them what's going on. And, uh, so it's, it's a really good annual, uh, food plot crop to plant.
0: Yeah. And it, and it gets a head, you said like Milo. So then when it, it just yeah, would fall it'll, off and
1: it'll, it'll put a head on like Milo and, uh, you know, it stands good in the winter months. And, uh, and, you know, when birds fly into it, of course, it shatters the head and, and, you know, you'll have, you'll have seeds laying right there. So, so it's a good crop for that. Um, My rope, I've only got about uh, 15 acres in row crops and uh, my neighbor farms it. Um, Probably ought to be putting it in CRP, but I don't know. I kind of like that diversity a little bit, Uh, you know, having the native prairie grass got a lot of Forbes mixed in with our native prairie grass, the uh, Illinois bundle flower, partridge pea, um, just a lot of stuff that uh, it's really fun to see that stuff growing in the summertime and to see it develop on, uh, you know, the different uses of it. So um, we do a lot of, uh, I started doing this thing called quail condos and, uh, it's, it's basically using about 12 wooden pallets and, uh, it offers a, uh, a good, uh, place for quail rabbits, anything to hide under. Uh, a good, uh, safe place to crawl under. Uh, it, it offers protection in the, uh, you know, when we have these ice and snow days, uh, probably got about a dozen of those scattered around in fence rows and things like that. Yeah. Um, wooden, wooden pallets are basically free if you find the right place right. to, to I get mean, them, you know,
0: cheap yeah. cover that you can make so, yourself.
1: Absolutely. Um, uh, we still got a lot of the original fence rows on the farm, so you know I'll uh, I'll I'll throw in some some quail condos here and there, and and uh, as time goes by, the native vegetation grows up within it, which makes it perfect. You know that's just exactly what you want, so it uh, works pretty good.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, the um, wetlands
1: and- area okay we've got a wetlands area in my back 40 uh i drain it's only maybe a quarter of an acre but uh, i'll drain it uh this time of the year and then uh you know plant uh milo or corn out there and then uh, put my uh, uh, boards back in to let it fill up naturally really don't hunt it but it's uh, a good place you know, got some wood duck boxes up where uh, you know we'll have some wood ducks every year. I've uh, got a about an acre pond uh, here by our house. Uh, we put uh, we have a goose nesting tub on it, and every spring, well, about this time of year, uh, we'll have uh, some Canada geese. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> they come back every year and use the same nesting area, and it's. It's just like part of the family, you know, you see him, see him return. <laughs>
0: so,
1: uh, it's always fun to watch those little geese hatch out and yeah. know, watch them.
0: Yeah. Grow, so. yeah we, uh, my, my in-laws, they just live down the road from us, but they, they have a watershed on their property and right behind the house is, is a dam. And so um, my boy, he'll, he'll get to go over there. And there's always geese over there and they obviously have their, Babies there, their chicks there every year, and they're all over the dam. So, uh-huh. right. Jackson gets to he enjoys watching them. So, oh, um, yeah. So the these quail these quail condos, quail houses. Um, you actually um, you're gonna I hope uh, make a little YouTube video for us, and then we're gonna put it on the YouTube channel so that people can kind of get an idea of how you do it, and um, that way they could do it on their own properties as well.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, yes, I am planning on doing that. In fact, uh, my daughter and her family came over when the weather was so bad and we were going to do it then, but decided it was too cold. To, yeah. <laughs> to go <out. laughs> so, it got nasty least, for a
0: few days there for a while.
1: Yes, it did. Uh, so yes, I am going to do that. And, uh, like I said, uh, it takes about 10 or 12, uh, wooden pallets and, uh, really easy to do. Um, and, uh, we will be doing that. We'll be making a video and, uh, showing people how to, how to do, you know, it's something you can do, uh, yeah, any right. thing, you know, that, that would help, uh, help them help the situation. It's something that a person can do on their property.
0: Right. Right. And that's what I liked it. Um that's it's exactly what i told my wife i said anybody could do it i mean you just get you some pallets and that's that's the that's the biggest thing that you need and pallets are usually free from yeah. a lot of places if you can come across them, oh so. yeah
1: uh, you go to your local farm co-op uh they uh yeah they would love to get, a get and it doesn't <laughs> have to be good you know it can be ones that are broken right and it doesn't you know so yeah, they, there's places, uh, are always willing to give, give pallets away. So, yeah, works good.
0: Yeah. Well, um, hey, do you got anything you want to add to this? Well, um, uh, you know,
1: obviously the times that we are living in right now, uh, have a lot of negative effects on our gun rights. Uh, I think, uh, we need to be teaching our children, grandchildren that, um, you know, the importance of, uh, hunting, the importance of being, uh, safety with a firearm, right. um, the importance of what owning a gun means. It's not a toy. It's not something to play with. It's, uh, when my grandkids come over, uh, if somebody starts horsing around, we it's that session's closed out in a hurry. So yeah, there's no yeah. room for horseplay. Yeah,
0: my um, my parents were pretty strict on uh, gun safety, so
1: right, I got it pretty right. I got it pretty
0: hard from a young age.
1: Good. Well, that's good. That's good. And and uh, I've I have, of course is one of the, I'm one of the elderly ones who uh, who we learned to shoot was 22. you know and didn't didn't know anything about ear protection. And of course now I'm paying for it. So, you know, ear protection, eye protection, very, very important. So, right. But, uh, you know, the, the days of hunting that, that I saw when I was a kid and uh, guys like myself and Dave Howe and Jerry Johnson, I mean, they will never come back, you know, it, the, those right. days where you, you walked over to the neighbors and, you know, uh, it it was, it was just uh, so relaxing, but times change and you have to adapt with them. And uh, it's so important to, to have a place to hunt. And if you don't own the property or have enough property to own, find a, find a farmer who you can develop hunting property on his property, you know, do a co-op thing with them, you know, it's, it, it's just good overall for everyone.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's, um, and that's how a lot of my connections are here. It's it's just with, um, which coming from a small community, that's kind of the benefit of it. But, you know, I know a lot of the farmers. So, um, that's how a lot of my access to land has come is, um, small community right. and, right. and, and knowing people, you know, right. and, and building that relationship with, with, um, landowners oh, or so farmers, important. whatever it is.
1: Yes. It's so important to build a trusting relationship with, uh, because nowadays, I mean, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but the, the leasing of deer property has really hurt the quail hunting because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those properties uh, and people are putting in big money nowadays, you know, from deer property and, and you can't fault them, you know, for doing what they like to do. But man, that has really hurt our, our quail hunting yeah. overall. And and it's
0: you know. obviously, um, I know you guys are in Illinois, but when I was over there and I actually talked to another gentleman from Illinois about this, um, but when I was over there with Jerry, I noticed how much, well, I didn't notice it until Jerry said, this is leased ground, you know, or this is leased ground. And, and we have leased deer ground over here. Actually the property just beside my house is, is leased to some people, but it's, um, there's not much of it here. And, um, and when I got over there, I was kind of blown away at the amount of property that was leased deer ground. I mean, every, almost, it seemed like almost everywhere that we hunted next to was property that was leased ground that we couldn't get on.
1: Yes, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the bad thing about it, but, uh, you know, there there are places that, uh, you know, like you say, developing that relationship with the farmer, um, you know, he, he may have some, some brushy draws that aren't part of the, the deer lease uh, that's in the woods. So consequently, you know, it can be a win-win situation.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's a lot of good ground over there. I know that. When I came over, I saw a lot of... Um, which I was obviously more in the central part of the state every time I've been over there hunting. But um, we saw a lot of good deer um, over in Jerry's property. One morning, me and Jerry got up real early and was waiting on some guys. And we just drove around, grab, got my dog loaded up and hit some back roads. And we we saw, I don't know how many deer that morning. And we saw some really nice bucks. I was surprised. So, um, Which deer were chasing. Um, it was right in the middle of the rut when I was over there. So... But um right. and we, we saw some good deer we saw some good deer on QGA ground. Um there in Logan County. We I don't know how many deer we kicked up um that were bedded down in there, but um yeah, we saw we saw quite a few deer in there.
1: Yeah, that's uh, our deer herd's in excellent condition in Illinois, I think. I, I know they've had some uh chronic waste uh, in the Northern part of the state. And, you know, it, it kind of filters through in different counties, but, uh, you know, our state is so diversified in, in, uh, property and, and geographic makeup, uh, from the North to the South. Um, you know, down in my area, we're more into, you know, the Shawnee National Forest is South of me and, and it's a, it's a massive,
0: uh yeah
1: you know national forest so there are a lot of hunters that come down there from the chicago area from st louis from evansville so you know it's uh it's a it's a pretty diverse state as far as habitat's concerned
0: yeah no we've actually been
1: oh so that's the bad thing about right our park
0: right and i don't i don't have them here In and we're on that um we would have to go a couple couple hours north before we really start getting into them in indiana right um yeah. but i was uh, sean e i was telling my me and my wife have actually been down there we'd like to go hiking and go to caves and just different things like that and uh, we've been down there and i was telling her that i was going to be chatting with you and i said he lives down here and she was like Well, he's not that far from Shawnee, and I was (laughs) so.
1: (laughs) Sure, we'd love to have you guys come over sometime, and uh, you know, look at look at the uh, stuff on the farm here, and then take a run down there to the Shawnee. And uh, man, it's it's. I tell you what, that Shawnee forest in the fall of the year, you couldn't ask for a more beautiful place to be. It is just gorgeous.
0: just yeah We and, and we like that when we enjoy going and hitting a hitting a trail you know spending the day just on some trails and um we usually try to go to somewhere new but um but we we end up usually going to a couple places multiple times because they're always within driving distance it's good it's good for yeah, a good weekend trip so um nice. but yeah we we enjoy it
1: great good deal great
0: so all right well hey um Thanks for, thanks for chatting with me this evening. And it was a pleasure talking to you and um, we'll we'll have to do this again sometime.
1: We appreciate this effort that you're putting out in this uh, podcasting and um, it's so much fun to, to listen to other people's, uh, you know, uh, paradigm on the way they used to hunt and things like that, or what they're experiencing now and. So this is a lot of fun. I enjoy
0: this. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun too. I've enjoyed it so far, so um, I can't wait to get more episodes out there. And like you said, it's it's fun to hear what everybody's doing and right. get everybody's different side of the story. And um, it's kind of a like I told Jerry, I know we're not all getting to meet each other right now, say face to face, but it's kind of a way for us guys that are members of QUGA. Mm-hmm to meet each other, um, and kind of see what each other's doing. And then if you're not a member of QGA, you can see what we're doing and, and come join us,
1: find yes, a chapter or,
0: or create one.
1: Right. This organization has a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, knowledgeable people such as, you know, a Dave Howe, uh, gosh, he's, uh, he is so, uh, you know, I've learned a lot from him over the years and, he's really got his act together and guys like that. Uh, it's really a lot of fun to, to listen
0: to. Yeah. Well, he'll be on here. I can't wait to talk to him on here. So yeah. he's, uh um, yeah, he he's excited and I'm excited. And, uh, Jerry just told me the other day that he wishes he forgot the knowledge that, you know, or yeah. I'm going to yeah. whatever, but you know, yeah, he said, gosh, you know, Dave's just so, so knowledgeable with everything. And, and he is, so, um, I can't wait to have him on here and, and talk habitat and, just let him give us a little bit of brief of his knowledge that he has.
1: Well, I, and I think, I think he and his wife have gotten into uh, the uh, honey business or the beekeeping business. I think. Yes, they have. Uh, yes. And, and we've started, I've started, you know, ever since uh, they started talking about pollinators and, and planting uh, uh, pollinators in, in CRP and, and so last year my wife and i kind of um uh, we started looking into the butterfly program and actually yeah. we built a little butterfly cage and she would we would go out and find some milkweed and find the larva and and bring it back and and hatch out those butterflies in that cage and that was really neat that was a lot of fun to yeah. to just yeah that you, know, you could do that
0: my so, um yeah. My, my mother-in-law is a third grade teacher and um, she's been teaching for 30 years, but she hatches them out every year in the third grade really? class. Um, she third finds grade. them on their farm and yep. uh, yeah, she finds them on her farm and takes them in and, and they hatch them out. And like, she's did it. I mean, I could be wrong, but she's did it probably almost every year since she's been a teacher. Wow, that's
1: awesome. So, that's really um, great.
0: yeah. So, and, and we have a um, actually in front of our house, we live up on a up on a hill, and um, and so there is a valley that the road goes down. And my wife has turned our um, the whole valley side that runs along the hill that's our property into a into a butterfly habitat.
1: Oh, cool! So yeah, we're going to establish about a half acre here uh, across the road from our house this spring. So wow,
0: uh, we've yeah.
1: got a seed block, So uh, we're looking. I am really looking forward to that. So
0: yeah, yeah that's that'll cool. be a lot of fun.
1: That's a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I can't wait to come over. Maybe I can come over sometime Good. and check it out and yes, check out your property. And you'll have them. you, uh, you'll have you a little trained, uh, lab running around by then. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't, uh, I am so looking forward to, uh, Riley making the, uh, the trek down here. Uh, I get her on April 19th. Uh, she's coming from a breeder up around Peoria, Illinois, and uh, she's, uh, I got a lot of high hopes for her. I hope, uh, Yeah. I hope, I hope she's half the dog that I expect her to be.
0: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, she better, she better like chasing doves, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. She's, uh, you know, we've, we've got hiking trails through our woods here. So we're already talking about how we're going to take Riley out. Oh yeah. We've got a little house dog. She'll love and, it. So, yeah, we're going to have some
0: acquaintances to I make was, here. We was just talking with um, Jerry and and he was, you know, him and Jason and, and some guys from over here, they always give me a hard time because I'm a short hair guy. So they always say, you know, if <laughs> there's something wrong with my dog because it don't have a tail and all that. <laughs> so, but, but, <laughs> so, but I heard Jerry say one time that, um, you know, if there could be one dog in the world, just one dog, it would be a lab. And, yeah. um, and, and I could probably agree with that. So don't get me wrong. I'm a short hair and I'm a, I'm a pointer guy, but, um, labs are a, an all around great dog and uh, you'll have a lot of fun with her and, uh, I'm sure she'll fit right in there on the farm. So
1: oh yeah, I yeah.
0: can't wait to yeah. see some of her pictures on Facebook. Uh,
1: my, uh, my little grandson lives in Indianapolis is four years old and he's already talking about Riley and, uh, <laughs> um, help me train her and do all kinds of stuff. So uh, we're looking forward to that too.
0: Yeah. He's, he's excited too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um,
0: awesome. Well, Hey, Hey, fun. it was, uh, it was great talking to you and, um, yeah. I can't wait to do it again. Maybe we can get together right. sometime, um, around hunting season and, and talk some stuff habitat wise, as far as what's going on sure. and, um you know right before hunting season and and uh just a little touch up um, touch back up
1: one last thing i want to put a plug in for quga is uh the seed warehouse is only five miles from where we live it's in cesar illinois and we've got soybeans corn milo uh wheat sunflowers and uh so you know uh it won't be long before it's time to plant that stuff so People need to start yep. making, uh, arrangements to, uh, Yep. Start you know, thinking ahead.
0: And...
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, this has been fun, Casey. I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, it's, uh, always fun to talk about guns and dogs and habitat and wildlife and hunting and everything else. So.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. um, Thank, thanks, for, thanks for taking your time out to okay. do it with me.
1: You bet. You bet.
0: All right. Well, hey, until I talk to you again, have a good evening.
1: All right, Casey. Thank you a lot.
0: Thank you.